welcome to another episode of the Scrum Cast. I'm Clayton Langelzigic. I'm Drew Swear. I'm Roy Vandewater. I'm Chris Connybeer. And today we're going to talk about uh, kind of a carryover discussion that we had together at uh, Team Lunch earlier this week about going into a team organization and implementing either uh, pair programming or continuous integration system. Uh, and there was kind of uh, some discussion along those lines. So, Roy, you were kind of a vocal uh, person on one of those fronts. Never. Yeah, never. Right. So, um, we're having this discussion with Derek, who unfortunately isn't able to join us today. So, Coney has decided to take his place. So Hello. <laughs> so, um, my, my opinion was uh, that when you're first starting to implement Scrum, you get the most value first off out of retrospectives. As soon as you start getting the team, reflecting on the stuff that they're doing, that's when you start to see improvement because that's when they get the opportunity to come up with their own creative ideas. And uh, and then I think I think Derek pretty much agreed with me on that on that point, and I think you do as well. Yep. And then um, the next the, the what the second thing to implement was is uh, I think Drew and myself are a big proponent of adding pairing because pairing is something that you can do that's relatively cheap from a investment standpoint, immediate investment, and something that gets you immediately uh, immediate results. So from from my perspective, I'm more on the uh, continuous integration side, and the reason being is that I, I do agree that pairing has a you know has a great value and should not be you know looked away from at all. But my my main concern is is that you have repeatability with the continuous integration. You are getting to you, you're starting to have where when code is being checked in, you can ensure that the code is in good shape and also that it's buildable and that that the code is not in a bad state for people. So I think that out of that, you know, pairing is a big culture change for a lot of a lot of shops and culture is really what we want to get down to and we want to change. But I think the continuous integration and some of the um, benefits and also the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Some of the uh, um, happy... Nah. Confidence? Confidence, thank sure. you. Confidence in the project and what's going on. I think that the confidence that CI can give you is a, is a great place to start. Yep. I agree that uh, yeah I agree that continuous integration is great from a pairing perspective I think that it's a simpler change that you can implement because you uh, Cody Beer you talked about uh, you know culture change and culture is huge and, and it can be hard to change um, if somebody wanted to implement pairing they could they could try pairing for maybe one day a week or a couple hours a day just to just to try it out and that that super simple to integrate and to talk about how how did that how did that go? You know, talk about the pros and cons, what people learned. Uh, continuous integration, I think, is a good thing, but it's if you're talking about one change you could first implement, uh, continuous integration can take a long time. It could take a lot of investment, especially if there's an existing system that's, you know, really not designed well. It's, you know, there's no tests. There's, you know, it's hard to deploy. All those, all those sorts of things. Right, and uh, and I think a lot of times, and that's where some of the continuous integration stuff comes from too, is that those things are generally warning signs, right? Like it's it's bad if you have a system that's hard to deploy, and I can completely understand right. the desire to address those things, but I think that you can address those things better while pairing, and that's why I want to start off with that. Right. So one uh, one thing that came up at lunch was, while you could probably implement pairing uh, quicker, I guess you could probably. The argument was you could technically do that, but maybe it would be in name only because I think we can all speak from experience of coming to um, you know, Integrum and doing some actual pairing and you know, actually pairing. Uh, and that's pretty hard, and it's hard to get two people, um, even if one person is experienced with it, 
the other person's not, it's hard to do quality pairing. So maybe you could implement pairing quickly, but would it be um, as valuable if the pairing was not very effective or the two people that were doing it um, didn't really know what they were doing? And, you know, going to the culture side of it also is that with the pairing, if people are having good conversations with their pairing, if they're not having effective pairing, like you said, you're not really changing culture at that point. All you're doing is saying two people beside one another. So you need somebody to help teach them and help get them there. Where I think with continuous integration, I'm not saying that either. I'm more on the continuous integration side, but I also, like I said, I see the benefit in the in the pairing. And I think that it is easier to implement, but making sure that it continues to happen. You know, like you said, Drew, somebody, you could say start off with pairing one time a week or two times a week. But how do you know the next week that people are going to sit down and do one, two times a week? Where if you do put continuous integration, you make it part of your standard process and what's happening. There, you, You'll be able to see immediate result not results but you'll be able to get immediate feedback on the builds and the team can start to maybe build that culture where they start to have team accountability for the code because pairing gives you that too the team accountability for the code but when you have a continuous integration everybody sees what's going on that also gives benefit and the team may start having more discussions as to why are you breaking the build every day Roy and Drew why are you always having to fix it so I think we seem to do on the on the flip side where we, we have seen projects where the projects are massive and the demands like the immediate demands to um, build features or to to go back and fix defects is so great that um, while while we've tried to implement a uh, continuous integration solution, it, you know it's uh, it, it takes us six months or it takes six months and we're still not done. And it seems to me that even even starting from no pairing experience at all, getting people up to speed on pairing is uh, is much quicker than that. But I do think that depends a lot on the existing project and the existing situation. I mean, and not in all situations is setting up continuous in- integration going to be so non-trivial. Like if you're doing yeah. a Rails app, like start off, uh, start off with continuous integration. Like why wouldn't you? Right. But with with another app, it might be a lot more difficult. Definitely right there. I mean, that that's one of those things where you know you try to pick the easiest thing to you know that's that's currently a technical issue. You try to pick that and you start to attack it. So. If it is a huge build issue, that that's a point where I would lay off and say, well, well, do we pick where we can automatically deploy to dev? Maybe we start there and we set up an mm-hmm. auto-deploy to dev. Maybe it doesn't run all the tests, everything else automatically, but we start walking towards there. That would be one of those instances where I would definitely look at and go, well, pairing does make sense here, but let's work on this you know, as a pair maybe. And you mm-hmm. get that in there faster and have people start having that discussion about what's going on, what, what problems are we trying to work through. All right. Another thing about pairing, too, when we talk about culture is, yeah, I bet there's a lot of places uh, who, uh, or companies that would be uncomfortable uh, or teams who would be uncomfortable pairing where they're used to working alone by themselves with their headphones on. But I bet there's a, a lot of other places, too, that where they want pairing, where they feel like pairing is missing or they feel like they would be pairing if they thought it was if, – if they were able to pair, but they don't because they're supposed to be working alone. So, um, I come from experience where I used to not do any pairing – and I really wanted to do pairing. On the few chances where I was able to do pairing, I felt like a total productivity increase. And it was awesome to be able to communicate with my teammate. We got we got things done uh, quick. So um, also look at it that fr- from that culture perspective too, where people are are needing and wanting pairing. I think I think something that's also like what what Drew brings up as far as the siloing is that we have gone into companies before where everybody does work in their own cubicle with the with their headphones on and nobody actually communicates and when you start pairing at the very least you start having those conversations of this is a pain in the ass and the other guy goes really i've been thinking that too i just didn't want to say anything right and you start you start recognizing some of the problems and realizing that you're not the only one who has them that it's not due to 
your ignorance, your incompetence. These are legitimate problems that everybody's facing, and then you can start to work together as a team. And I think for a lot of teams, too, it finally gives them opportunity to kind of almost meet their team members because they haven't been working with them at all. Uh, all right. What do you say to the people, you know, proponents of um, a continuous integration system that would say it's kind of like maybe a testing where you could make the argument that um, if you don't have automatic builds, automated builds that anyone on the team can run at any point in time, if you're not doing that, then there's no confidence in the system. And when it comes time to, you know, maybe you've developed all these fantastic features, uh, you you know, you did pair programming and everything's great and the team all loves the features, but when it comes time to deploy them, um, it's a total guessing game and everyone in the organization uh, gets very concerned and it turns into a, you know, two-day process of making sure everything went right. So I can completely empathize with that. Like, I've definitely experienced that a ton in exactly that type of situation. But I've also experienced where continue, where doing a deploy has been extremely generous even when you're using continuous integration, although it's much less likely to be so. So I, I definitely agree that that's, that's a really bad situation to be in and is something that should be addressed. I just think it's the next thing on the list. You think it's, less, you think it's more important to have um, paired features than it is to have confidence in the build I say you gain a lot of confidence uh, in what you're building when you know that there's that you built it with somebody else like if, if I build a particular feature I think well I, I may have messed up or I may have been approaching this all wrong and while that's still possible with a pair at least you're discussing it and thinking about it differently and I find that it's much less likely that you've done that so I'll also from the development side of this so we're, we're talking a lot about the pairing and developers working and talking and getting through this but in Scrum, the idea is, is that we, we want to build a better team all the way around. We Not just with the developers themselves, but also with the product owners, with the people that we're building software for. So that's one of the things I like about the CI side of it, is that I'm also able to start to build up, like you are saying, Clayton, I can start building up this confidence with the people above me, the people that, I, you know, that I'm building my product for, because we have some testing, we have some um, we have some confidence in our build and being able to deploy it because of the CI on there. And that starts that starts building, I think, also a better relationship for the team as a whole, not just the developer side, but also the entire team that may be working on this project, such as product owners and management and other things going on. If you're able to take where it's usually two days of crossing your fingers, praying and hoping that it works and dealing with bugs, and because you've been able to do a CI on this, and now you know that you can push it out a lot better, and you start to build that confidence up above, you know, you could start building a better team and a better environment and a better foundation there. But the pairing does give you a better foundation at the developer level. Another concern that I have is I've seen multiple times with people where they where they hop onto the testing scene and they start doing unit testing or integration testing, and they start developing features in a test-driven manner, and it's great, and they love it. And then their first build happens, and there's a bug in their code. And it's like their dreams are shattered, and all of their expectations have been ruined because they thought that they were going to have perfect code because of that's tests. And everybody who starts out testing always has that has that realization all of a sudden that goes, oh, crap. You know, it's not enough to have tests. I have to have good tests and then good code. And then even if I have those, shit can still go wrong. And I think that's something that uh, might be really discouraging to a team that's just starting out adopting Agile. They're like, well, retrospectives are great, but this testing stuff, it feels like a waste of time because I spent all this time writing these tests. And then we spent all this time setting up a continuous integration server. And then we still have bugs. Like, what the hell? Right? And I, and I think that that's something that I'm, like, that, I, that I'm really worried that people would kind of back off of Agile because of that. Yeah, so I think that's one thing that we've been kind of missing. We've been talking a lot about pairing and uh, CI and, you know, kind of another aspect of that, um, maybe XP or engineering kind of stuff is is testing and test-driven development. And I, I would say that there's probably a lot of people 
maybe more on the software craftsman side who would argue that testing uh, and test first is even Trump's CI or pairing. Um, although, would I you think, say that, Clayton? Well, I think we should be clear that these aren't mutually exclusive. Um, we're kind of talking about which one is the best value. Um, I don't know that I would say that testing is more important than all of them because I think testing is difficult to do and it's difficult to do correctly the same way that pairing is difficult to do and difficult to do correctly. But I think that's probably why I lean on um, CI as the one I think is the best value because it's something that's pretty straightforward and clear cut. And there's a lot of institutional issues that get brought up when, you know, one of the examples that Chris gave at lunch was the idea of saying, we want to release this build, but I have to go talk to, you know, Joe over here and he's got the special, you know, password keys or whatever. And, and he's, he has to go do this thing and, oh crap, he's, you know, he's at lunch and then he has to go to his kid's soccer game and, you know, like all that kind of stuff that goes out the window. Um, and so I feel like you get a lot of, uh, bang for your buck with that without having to actually be really good at testing or pairing. So someone just popped my mind. We're sitting here thinking about is that, you know, like you're, there is a lot to be said in the fact that pairing and testing and other things have a bad way that they can be done. You know, you, you can really waste a lot of time or you can really go down a bad route and cause, cause some issues that then have to be cleaned up or, you know, a lot of learning that goes along with it where CI is more technical. CI, you're, you're not you're not getting into where you have to start looking for the smells. You you don't have to start, you know, you're still going to be doing retrospectives, but with pairing, you're going to have to talk about, hey, we didn't pair that well. Let's see how we can get better in the future. Where when it comes to CI, especially if you're working in Brownfield and you already have something that's being deployed regularly, you know how to deploy it. You know that blah, blah, blah runs all these different scripts. I can automate this. It's technical. It's not getting into changing an environment, changing a culture, changing a lot of things. You're getting into building confidence as a team. Well, I think that might leave the uh, discussion as the it depends answer. Uh, So maybe we can pick it up again later uh, after we've got some more experience. So thank you.